and welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to follow your passion and purpose. My name is Kitty Waters. I'm a serial entrepreneur and co-founder of ATL Europe Group, also the creator of Kitty Talks. Our mission is to inspire a generation of changemakers to follow their passion and purpose and make a difference on the planet. All our interviewees have been carefully selected and you will hear amazing inspirational stories of people who have listened to their little voice and followed their purpose. They will reveal bite-sized tips and success secrets that can help you to fulfill your passion and purpose on the planet. Be sure to head over to kittytalks.com and sign up for our exclusive club where you can hear behind-the-scenes footage. These interviews will inspire you to take action. Please like and share so others can have the courage to follow their passion and purpose too. and welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that inspire you and encourage you to create yours. Today I have with me Guido Schumanski. Good morning, Guido. Good morning. Thank you for having me. No, my pleasure. All the way from Cologne? Almost, yeah. Okay. Germany. That's, it's, all, it's all Germany to me. <laughs> 45 minutes from Cologne, but that's the aim. I'll be in Cologne very soon. Well, absolutely. We were talking about this. Yes, you are manifesting your dream apartment. So you're there already in in your heart. (laughs) But for those of you that don't know, Guido is a gifted international teacher and coach, and he is really well known for his style of trance coaching. We're going to get you to tell us all about. But welcome, Guido. Thank you so much for joining us today. Excited to be here. Good. Well, I'm excited about our conversation too. I would love for you to tell our audience a little bit more about your work. Um, who you are and what you're currently doing in the world. And where would you like me to start? <laughs> currently? <laughs> well, yeah. well, let's talk about the, um, the coaching that you do. That would be great. Okay. So I do, I always say I run transformational programs for people in high-performing positions. Let it be artists, creatives in the entertainment industry. Let it be um, senior managers in the corporate world or more and more now athletes, champion league players. People who do very well um, in what they do, but they might not feel quite like a, I always say quite like a superstar in their own hand. You know, people who have a certain image they project. They seem to everybody else, they seem to be very successful and they are very successful. Yeah. But they might still either have a struggle inside where they think, well, when will they find out I'm actually not that good? Or, they, they, they suffer under that pressure. They realize they're doing quite well in one area, but therefore another area, another area in their life suffers. Or people who just say, okay, this is all great. What else can we do? So, you know, how can I expand? How can I break through that glass ceiling? And I always say, if we think about, you know, some, some of these people projecting an incredible image where everybody says, I want to be like them. Mm. And very often inside they feel, why do people think I'm doing so well? I'm scared and I have confidence issues. And, mm. you know, they will find out any moment now that I'm actually not that good, mm. which is quite common on these levels. Very common. Um, I always say it's like we're, we're closing, we are closing the gap between the image they project and how they really feel inside. Mm. And of course, we're closing it towards the image so they can enjoy their talents more. They can enjoy their gifts more, share their gifts more and, and get their message out, really and enjoy it as much as everybody else around them seems to enjoy their success. Yeah. So integrate, 
basically integrate all parts of themselves. By the yes, system. absolutely. And, and allowing and accepting who they truly are is what it comes down to. Mm. You know, if you yeah. imagine you have a singer, a pop or rock star, performing to 70,000 people and they scream, I love you, I love you. Yeah. It takes a massive book of self-love in order to accept that. Mm. And that's actually a quote I heard somewhere else. That's not, that's not my quote. Um, but it takes a massive, massive book of self-love in order to be able to accept that and not being completely thrown off your tracks. And I believe if you know your position in that and it's not about oh look at me how great i am i get all this attention i get all this love i get all this money but wow i'm in this position to inspire seventy thousand people in one go mm. that is a responsibility and in order to enjoy that and in order to deliver in accordance with that responsibility i think is beautiful mm. Yeah, and we do hear so many stories about celebrities or people that are well known that really struggle with their fame. Or you know, look at Robin Williams, for example, who exactly you know are awful. The fact that he took his life, he just couldn't you know be happy all the way through. So exactly. Um, and you're obviously very well qualified to talk about this subject. So let's tell people a little bit about your background because obviously you um, have been a celeb. Well, I, in my eyes, Guido, you are a celebrity. <laughs> See, in my eyes, I'm not, but maybe you need to close that gap. <laughs> but you have been on West End Stages. Um, yes. And in Bond films. Goodness, how could I forget that? And in Bond films. Well, I sometimes think my, my, my um, CV is, it sounds made up. It sounds made up to me because it's so crazy. <laughs> so how do I start? I started off as a ballet boy. So I was a ballet dancer, not a belly dancer, which, you know, that's... <laughs> But due to the German accent, people always think, you were a belly dancer, you don't have a belly. I was like, well, no, ballet. So I started off as a ballet dancer, and after about six years, I realized um, that's great, but I want to do more. I want to get my voice in. So I um, trained as an actor as well. And in order to bring my voice down into my body, I then trained as a singer. So after my, my ballet career, I started then doing acting jobs, a little bit on TV. I started entering musicals where I got to act and dance a little bit, and then my voice expanded. And so, to make a long story short, I ended up in Cats, where I got to do all of it. Just ended up in Cats, as you, as you do. So, as you do. No, not really. It was a long journey. I stayed three I years in that show, and I, and I played literally, you know, half the parts in that show. And so I've seen in that industry, I've seen... Obviously, the dancer side, the actor side, singer side. Then I was asked to take care of shows, take rehearsals, take auditions. So I've been behind the creative table. And then I took myself out to do a bit more coaching because I realized due to some health issues that I, that I when I was younger, um, I, ex I always explored energetics and how the body works and how our mindset works, how our belief system um, impacts our well our entire cell structure mm. and so I started educating myself more and more in that field while while I was still on stage at that time I just finished playing Mamma Mia the show and it was it was at a time where three doctors had told me that I needed to repeat that I needed to have an operation on my knees and I kept seeing another doctor and another doctor because I knew that wasn't the answer I didn't know how I could do it but these doctors kept telling me, no, you need an operation. And I thought, that's not right. So I started exploring other options again. I started exploring people who 
seemingly healed themselves or just approached things differently. And I ended up doing a coaching training that deals exactly with, with those kind of structures that, that enables us to look at the emotional blockage that might have created an illness or that might hold a stress in the body of a disease, of an illness, an allergy. But once you understand that, you can use that for every area of your life. Yeah, so I completely dove into that and used those techniques, obviously, first of all, to sort my knees out, which, you know, 12 years later, still didn't have that operation. And what, do you mind me asking, because obviously that's fascinating, like, what was the block or because obviously you fixed it a different way around what would do you remember what um it well first of all it was a, quite a funny story because i was it wasn't actually mamma mia it was in paths and quite a physical show where you spend you a lot of your time up and down and you're on your knees a lot depending on what character you play you're on all fours you're a cat and um i was in physiotherapy for my knees right and I clicked my back during a show, and just by accident, incidentally, there was a physiotherapist in the show, and she was the friend of a friend of a friend, and she was there for the the interval between shows. And long story short, he said, "Well, if you want to just have a chat to her, she's quite amazing." And I said, "Well," she said, "Well, I don't want to interfere with anyone, but can we just go to your dressing room?" So she did a few exercises with me. We only had like 20 minutes between shows. And I said, oh, my physiotherapist does that exercise. And she goes, why are you doing physiotherapy for your knee? Because don't you have a back problem? You clicked your back now. I said, yeah, but I'm, you know, I've got problems in my knees, but I keep thinking it's not my knees, but I need a sign. I feel like, literally, I'm just blurting this out. I feel like I need to change something in, my, in the approach. And she was like, okay, we don't have a lot of time. So let me just say this. I'm your sign. I'm clairvoyant. It's not your knee. It's your back. And there's a couple of blockages we just need to look at. If you, if you like, we can do that. <laughs> Cut straight to the chase. Yes. So I thought, okay, okay. This is just my kind of crazy. Wow. <laughs> we like her, don't we? Two sessions and it was sorted. It was, you know, it, the pain was instigated by, yet again, by a back problem that we needed to resign and that was a manifestation of some emotional stuff that I hadn't dealt with so you cleared that I remember yeah I don't remember there were there were different things there was um parent issues even for pregnancy so I, that's all I remember there were lots of different things and obviously having that in mind it gives you a completely different background now to to explore more how these things happen how these things work yeah, interesting. You know, um, I mean, I came, that might be interesting. I started this kind of work when I was 18. And I start, I was just being trained as a ballet dancer. And my doctor back then told me I would end up in a wheelchair if I wouldn't stop dancing. He actually said, "You, if you don't stop dancing now, you will end up in a wheelchair within two years. And for some reason, I didn't believe him. And thank God, my director at the school didn't believe him. Yeah. Although he was the top doctor in Munich. And so we explored more and more and more and more. I did rehab, different doctors, different approaches yet again. After two years, I lost my x-rays. At the same time, I met a new colleague who told me, I had pain like this. Maybe you should talk to a naturopath. 
naturopath, I think we call it, or osteopath. Yeah, yeah. Uh, osteopath, yeah. It wasn't an osteopath, it was a naturopath, was it, uh, at the time. And I lost my x-rays. The x-rays where you could see the arthritis, we had um, contrasts injected into my hips. So it was very clear there was arthritis in my hip. Lost those x-rays. I pulled my shirt up. This naturopath looked at me. She said, as crooked as you are on your back, yet again, it was the back, um, you must have pain. So we started the journey along those sides, did new x-rays two months later, and the arthritis I was supposed to have was gone. Nobody knows what, ha knows what happened. I still don't know what happened. But what it did to me was back then, I, I made a decision to never believe just one person, yeah. to always explore different options. And for, first and foremost, not believe the stories in my own head. If you, know, if you believe that's not possible, you can't do this. I mean, telling a young artist, you will lose your job, if you, you, know, you will lose your health if you don't stop doing what you love right now. Mm. It's the most devastating thing you can do. Mm. So, I think that is really the root of why I'm doing what I do today. I know crazy things are out there. And I know <laughs> that anything is possible. That mind over matter really is a reality. Mm. Well, fascinating as well that the lady that helped you, you've now gone on to use a sort of similar combination of techniques when you're helping others. Exactly. Exactly. That was then how I started. The interesting thing was the first session she's given me, I was in a deep trance. She did some energetic work on me, which was beautiful, but I had all these visions. And she said, so how was it for you afterwards? And I said, amazing. I mean, I felt this and this and this. But then I had this vision that I'm in the room next door and I was doing exactly what you do. I mean, I was helping people. I was doing, you wow. know, helping people. She was not amused. Oh, really? her, her face froze. And I was like, oh, I must have said something wrong. <laughs> So, yeah, so... Um, it's not very abundant. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Good point. It wasn't, and it turned out not to be that in the end as well. But, um, yeah, so it, her vision certainly got right. You yeah. know, the vision happened. And when did... Because obviously there was a, a shift with your gift, as I'm going to call it. You know, I, you and I have talked previously to this about how you, how you work. Um... Do you know when that gift started to come in more? Is there a particular moment? Was there something that triggered it? Or was it a gradual, the more, more coaching work that you did, the more you stepped into what you needed to do, the kind of more your intuition opened up? Well, it's, uh, there is a few key moments. One I told you before, which, mm -hmm. I, will, which I will tell you later on. Um, but it, it is really a continuous expansion, I would call it. Um, today working with these high-performing people, as I said before to you, a lot of them don't even know I have that energetic background or spiritual background. A lot of them only come because of that. Because I'm always, I'm, I think I'm quite grounded. I'm quite, I like being practical. I like things, if I do A, B will happen, and, you know, and it needs to happen fast. And we like things, um, yeah, just being practical. So, I trained as in, in the health coaching system that looked at emotional blockages, releasing traumas, um, and releasing obstacles in the system. And a lot of the stuff I learned, I didn't believe in. What I didn't also know was how strong your intention can be. So once I got back from my training, I put a poster up in one of the theaters in London saying, I'm doing 20 sessions for free. Everyone and every problem will come. And that's one way to learn. 
get in the go in the deep end with some. Uh, uh, oh, oh dear lord! I mean, did the problems come? Especially the ones I never believed in. I had to literally whack out the toolbox of all the things in my training. Just went, oh, that's not true. That's not, that never happens. That can't be right. And so, one of the most possibly for me enlightening experiences or um, biggest shifts in my life in that career speaking from a spiritual point of view was a the fourth session I've ever given and that was an artist coming to to work with me and on the just a very normal everyday problem and the moment he entered the room I my feeling was he's not alone there's something attached to him but in my head that didn't compute I was like oh that's a bit silly doesn't make sense yeah it doesn't make sense and you know let's not talk about energies in that way although i had all these experiences before so i started coaching him and i started coaching him with kinesiology tapping points and i went by certain charts uh, yeah charts and i just pushed this feeling aside this very strong feeling aside because you know me being a good german boy i have my chart i'm going down systematic Ooh. process yeah I'm, yeah I'm using the process and it was great Today, something like this would last, would, you, would usually take me about half an hour. At that day, we were far into hour three because I was learning. I had no idea what, it was, what I was doing. And we could not get past a certain point. And I was getting frustrated. I felt sorry for him because we couldn't get past this, although we, we were making progress. And then something very peculiar happened. It was almost like the energy in the room got dense. It was almost like somebody turned up the heat and within a few seconds, it just went like this. Mm, I can relate yeah. to that. The hair on my body just stood up and it was, it was electrifying. And I suddenly had this, I felt this presence behind me and a voice in my ear. Today, I know most people would identify that as Archangel Michael. Wow. I had this voice in my ear just going, whatever happens next, going to be all right and i thought ah! <laughs> you don't want to know what i thought but you know, no, I thought, oh well well that's a way to calm me down whatever happens next just stay calm i mean you know and who are you anyway kind of thing keeping in mind i still had my 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 client's hands in my hand because i was testing him yeah and whatever happens next just stay calm trust the process and do what you do what you've learned and i thought okay in that very moment, my client says, can I say something weird? I said, well, I couldn't get any weirder, but <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say that. I thought that. And he said, I feel like I'm not alone. I know this sounds totally out there and totally weird. And uh, please don't judge me. And I said, no, that's the feeling I had three hours ago. I think we should have gone there straight away. Wow. So we did. And we found out what was wrong. We went there. We, I literally put the chart aside. I tested. We found the exact time. He remembered the night when he felt something shifted within him or on him and like a parasitic energy. And it took us a little while, but we were, we were, we were able to clear that completely. So he moved on and the, the um, issue he came in with suddenly dissolved. Wow. Because that block, there was a physical issue, and that block was that energy drain was suddenly gone. And the biggest problem was not that to, to release that energy out of his field. Um, the biggest block was he lived with it for seven years. He couldn't let go. 
but he was so used to having it in his life. He, well. he was holding on. So that was a big, that was a big thing. And so I had to learn that the craziest things are possible. Just, are possible. just, just go along. And do you, do you channel angels in your sessions? Uh, like, um, is that a regular I, event? Or does my, my <laughs> Archangel Michael, he's, he's, it sounds like he's got your back. Pretty cool. He's, I, well, let's just, let's just put it that way. I have my relationships with my, my favorite buddies. They're my guides. And I have one or two who particularly look out for me. Um, and fortunately, but sometimes stressfully, are the, these are the ones that are so clear and they're just driving forward. I think that's, that's probably why I come across very clear in a session. Because they, um, there is no mucking about. It's like, okay, no, you want to go from here to there, you, yeah. you, you go. Yeah. And we were talking before, weren't we, about how, you know, I think we both believe that everybody has psychic capabilities. It's, you know, I think we're born with it. Absolutely. Yeah. And so for me, because I, I, nowadays I shy away talking about the angels or, you know, the guides, because I think there's other people who it's their job to do that, to educate people in that. I want to live authentically and tell people I have guides, I, as I believe we all have. Yeah. And I believe we all, we all have some channel, let it be being clairvoyant, clairsentient, clairknowing, clearhearing. Um, most of us just have it blocked off, mm. but there's more and more children being born in that are so sensitive and so open, mm. where society can't deal with them. But the, it's very obvious the kids are just so much more evolved, many levels, mm. and we just have to 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 incorporate that into our world. However, my job is not to be the angel man. My my job is not to channel angels. My job is to help people live their gifts. And mm. if I need to use the angels for that, and it's great, and if I Need to just talk to you and get what is your belief system that is holding you back, which is a, how do you say a real, um, a real thing for me. I love doing that. Mm. You know that um, finding out how somebody ticks. Then, then that's my. I, I would say that's my job. Mm. And can you now, when you look back on your past, can you kind of see the breadcrumb trail? Um, because, you know, on, at Kitty Talks, we're sharing inspirational life stories and we are, you know, interviewing people such as yourself who are doing really interesting, different things on the planet, making a, a difference, basically. And I truly believe that all, all of our, our souls have a calling, you know, and each of us brings a unique, different bit to the table, basically. And now when you look back at your life, can you see that that, synchroni that synchronistic train? <laughs> Absolutely. I cannot only see that. I can see that when I didn't trust it and when I didn't follow my gut feeling, a true gut feeling and not a fear-based gut feeling. When I didn't follow that gut feeling, um, that I just went off the rails. I mean, then everything just stops. Um, we spoke about this a couple of months ago, yeah. me moving to Germany. I was going to say, yeah. It was like I was in London 11 years. I loved, I loved my first 10 years. And yeah. then suddenly just everything came to, to an halt, to a stop. And my ego was like, no, I've got to prove that this works and this works. I have set out to achieve a certain goal and I want to achieve it here in London. Mm. I didn't enjoy it at all. And the signs were coming in and my heart was pulling out to change location and to go back, go back or go somewhere else. 
And I mean, then the signs were literally just pouring in like crazy. And the moment I made that decision and said, okay, I don't know why, but I'm, I'm moving back to Germany. I have four cities open. It's going to be either Munich, Cologne, or Berlin, or maybe I go to Palm Springs in the States because I just came back at the time from Palm Springs and I absolutely loved it. And so I'm just going to give this out, send this out and See show me. And the moment I made that decision, I first had a job offer to do something in my hometown. I'll be joining a team now that um, works only with top athletes. So there's champion league players, footballers, basketball players, hockey players, um, and dealing with helping their mindsets perform even better and heal even quicker. So wow. it's a, you know they work on all physical sides. I'm bringing in the mental game. And as I said, the moment I followed that gut instinct that I tried to ignore for half a year, it was like the doors just sprung open. Yeah, and isn't it funny that we um, we can tend to ignore these things until we get to the point where we can't ignore them any longer? And it's kind yeah. of like, it's like someone bashing on the door. Basically. Yeah, and, um, and, and, and look, I'm not saying it's not, um, it can be scary. Yeah, of course. of course. I remember when I stopped my first dancing contract, I was in one of the best or biggest companies in Germany, Europe even. You know, we guested, we, we traveled to Broadway and China and, and all these different things. And everybody thought I was crazy. When I said, I'm giving this up, I have a great career, I was 26. They were like, why? Yeah. And I just feel I need to act. And people literally thought, because I was almost like, um, in Germany, we have this, like, you're almost, almost like in public service when you work for a theater. You have a 13th salary come in a year. You have proper holidays. You're so well taken care of. You give all that up. And of course, I woke up for two months. I woke up with existential fear. What am I doing? Am I, you know? But actually, the, the, the day I started, the, the way I stopped, I had my first offer for my freelance, first freelance job. So, yeah, it's good advice, I think, for people out there listening, actually, you know, it's follow that flow. And um, I did another interview this morning and it is follow that energy flow. You know, where yeah. where are things flowing? Where are you drawn to where, are, you know, you might find that the doors are getting slammed in one area, but actually the doors are open or flowing in another area. And I always encourage people to um, that's where you need to go. That's what you need to be doing. Oh, so often I, it, it's, it's almost like, you know, when, when you do when I do this with the client, it's almost like they're standing facing a wall and they're, and they're hammering that against <laughs> that wall. But if you actually take a bird's view, that wall is only like two meters wide. It's only probably a meter and a half high, and everything around them is abandoned. They're like, no, I can't help you to get past this wall. And everything behind them and around them is free and abundant, and all they need to do is shift. Yeah. That fails differently. And, or walk around the wall. Yeah. We're so used, in, we're so used to banging our, hand, uh, our head against the wall. Um, very often that that's the route we chose go mm. so, i can't do this i can't do this no no mm. you can take the take the easy route and it's a continual journey isn't it because i think you know i think we can get better at it we can we can tune into it more and we can let go more and i think you know it's a practice that we need to do on a kind of regular basis. it is for me it is really a discipline i can't i can't um pressure enough that point of the difference it makes for me if I, for instance, meditate in the morning if I don't. Mm. If I connect, if I do my discipline, if, let it be half an hour or an hour, or even just 20 minutes in the morning, how my day unfolds and how things come into my life 
it's a difference of day and night. If I leave that out, which there are times where I just go, I don't want to do this, and suddenly it's three days, suddenly it's become two weeks, it gets to a month, and I don't, and I forgot why I'm suddenly so antsy, I don't know why I'm stressed, and I, and I go, mm. you dropped your practice. Mm. Happens to all of us. Mm. And I believe even the, even the most involved leaders have their times when they drop the, the, their discipline or when they have, where they're facing some fears. I believe that if anyone says, I don't have any problems anymore, you should be very cautious. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's just, I think we deal with these things differently. Mm. We address them differently. Yeah, I agree. I think that we need to have a, it's that balancing act of life, isn't it? It's having um, balance in all areas, whether it be work, play, practice, um, yeah. to enable your life to flow. Like, interesting, you're talking about high performers at the beginning of the interview. You know, some people can be so successful in one area of their lives. You know, my classic was always work. I was very successful in my work life. I was rubbish in my romantic life. Couldn't, you know, couldn't get in a relationship for love nor money. Um, so it's recognizing those things and then, you know, balancing your life out so that you are happy and successful in all areas. Yeah. And then I would look in, 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 in a case like this, I would always look, okay, what's the paradigm behind that? So what I'm fascinated with most and what my work really is all about is paradigms. It's looking, okay, what is your model of the world, mm. your filters through that you see the world. And it might be, you know, what you describe what you used to be like, because I know you now, and you know, you have a very abundant life, so you, you manage that beautifully. But when you when you have somebody who is only work driven or is very successful in their in this work life, but drops another area in their life, then they probably need to create that imbalance because having the balance on both sides would be too much happiness and that wouldn't fit almost their temperature setting. So the, hap the happier I get on one side, the more I need to sabotage the other side so the, the, the set point, my happiness set point is still the same. Oh, do, you, do you understand? So yeah. I, I always need to understand what is the paradigm around that? So I was working with someone yesterday who had such a strong belief that he always has to work hard for everything. So things that would come easily to him would, weren't worth anything. So he would dismiss everything that would come easily, but then was complaining that he has to work too hard. Mm -hmm. But he wants results. His belief is he has to work too hard. And then we found out we could enter that paradigm that actually he has already experienced areas where um, that if he works too hard, it actually impacts the result badly. So the results are better if he doesn't work too hard. So his mind got into a state of confusion and the paradigm completely blew up. So which allows him now to move up of still working because he likes working, but working much more with ease and with joy and allowing things in. Because before he was working hard, but he wasn't allowing results in. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. I think I just explained that very complicated. Yeah, no, I understand what you mean. It was almost like I had a blockage. So, yeah, and so so finding out what is the paradigm you operate from, what what is your paradigm, what is it filtering out, what do you need to prove, and this is stuff we don't know. This is not something you can do alone, most of the times. Um, once you understand that and you can expand that, that temp, you know the balance comes back suddenly. Your romantic life increases, your health life increases, increases the money side increases, and the happiness level just in total goes up. Mm -hmm. And isn't that what we all want? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Having balance and joy and 
happiness in all areas. Hilo, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. I'm buzzing now. So, you know, thanks for the energy lift. Yeah, absolutely. Your guys, my guys, we've been having a little bit of fun. Oh, they're having a party up there. Yeah, they're having, great, they're having a great time together. <laughs> no, but thank you so much for joining us. And for those of you that want to know more about Guido and his work, we will have his website and all his details in the show notes. Um, please like and share this video. We are trying to inspire a generation of change makers to follow their passion and purpose. So we really appreciate it. Follow this, uh, follow and share this video. Thank you, Kitty. Thank you so much for listening to Kitty Talks. Be sure to head over to our kittytalks.com website and become a member of our exclusive club and you'll get free interviews and access to our private Facebook group. Exclusive webinars and secret success interviews. See you there.